I want me some glory hope. Football Glory Hole Recap Podcast for week two of your NFL season. I'm your host, Bo Sebas, and I'm joined as always here on the Sports Patio with my good buddy Longhorn. And if you're new to the Recap Podcast and don't quite know how it works, don't worry, so are we. But basically, we're going to go over the good, the bad, and the are you fucking kidding me? And in amongst all that, we'll talk about news and notes around the league and we'll give some looks. Likes, leans, look-aheads, maybe some free picks. Who knows? But what I do know is we're about to get into it right now, baby. And now it's time for the good. Oh, that's good. That's good. Well, that's just fucking great. That's just fucking great. The bad. This is bad? This is bad? Well, that's fucking not good. And the are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? God damn it, are you fucking with me? Alright Longhorn, and as always, we start off with the good, and the good last week, a lot of good stuff on the podcast yet again. My buddy nailed the danger zone on Seattle. They went in there and beat those stupid Lions. And he hit the center on Tennessee, which I'll go ahead and start off with that. I think that was, uh, my opinion, Longhorn's best call of the week. So Longhorn, tell us a little recap about that Tennessee call, why you liked it so much, and uh, if it kind of went the way you thought that it did, or what thought that it would. It really just went, yeah, it went exactly the way I thought it would go. And the deciding, I mean, I know I liked it on the podcast, and there was a chance that Eckler could miss when we recorded the podcast on Wednesday. And then once he got ruled out, that was kind of the, the nail in the coffin for me to put that in the super contest. Um, I think they probably, you know, would have, they probably certainly would have covered with Eckler in there. You know, he's probably, he probably would have busted something and been somewhat of a difference. Maybe Chargers get a win. Um, but yeah, like Tannehill, he, he shows that he, he showed that he had life. He was completely dead last week and they covered last week against a good saints team on the road. So it was really just kind of everything pointed to the Titans for me, except for the fact that the chargers were, uh, Oh, and one and desperate in desperate need of a win. But as we've seen, there's. There's issues there. There's major issues with that team and that coach and quarterback combination. Yeah, we'll get to that a little bit in the bad. Uh, anything else you felt good about last week? Some personal best bets? Anything? I got a few more from the pod, but anything um, you got? Well, let's see. I mean, I, I missed. You, you you just discussed the two that I hit. Um, we'll go we'll go everything you missed in the bad. So yeah, okay. Um. You know, I, I put the Jets. Well, no, you're you're. That's bad too. So, um, not not particular. I mean, th- you know what? The teasers, the teasers. I, I should have pulled this up. I think I've got nine open teasers 
that are because on you know on some books you can put an open spot for your teaser i'm making a living on this i keep carrying over teasers placing in half of them from the previous week putting them as new ones on a new week with an open i i mean i'm i'm winning three or four teaser legs a week and then carrying that one win with an open one to the next week i've got nine open teasers with a first leg win going into this week Holy they shit. they all hit both of us they all hit you want to know what the only one that missed only one teaser leg missed with Pittsburgh pending tonight, uh, with, which which was a plus eight and a half. The only one that missed was Chicago plus eight and a half, and that and we know how that one ended. Yeah. So yeah, the teasers are on fire. Yeah, we'll get to Chicago too. Those goddamn assholes. Uh, but right now we're staying positive. We're staying positive. This is the good part. <laughs> so, uh, uh, well, college free pick last week that hit. Uh, the NFL free pick. I don't want to jinx anything, but it looks good right this second. Oh. Uh, uh, the college free pick last week uh, on Liberty. I told you guys on the podcast, the only question coming to the season is whether they do have a quarterback or not, and I felt like they did through his first two starts. So he's had three starts now. Yeah, they got a quarterback. He's better than Willis that was there before, who I think still may be on the Titans at this point. Maybe. Uh, he's better than Sanders from Colorado. He's better than the kid at Duke. He's better than yours at Texas. And that's just right now. This kid started three fucking games. Tell you, this kid is going to he's going to become a household name, mm. and he's going to be a first round pick in a few years. A that's first it. round pick from Liberty Biberty. From Liberty Biberty. All right, mark that down. Episode one fifty one at about the eight minute mark. Got it. Nailed it. All right. Uh, is this yeah, this is one fifty one. Uh, other than that, personally, uh, I did hit a 10-team parlay in college. Now, it was all money line and favorites, so it didn't pay great, but... Jesus, 10? 10. 10 teams. So, pretty good hit for me there. I hit 3 out of 4 of my money line round robin in the NFL. I went 12 and 11 in my college contest, so doing pretty well there. Sitting a little bit over 500, so it has me about middle of the pack through two weeks. And uh, other than that, man, uh, as far as, like, players and stuff, I think there's two rookies right now that I've kind of circled for rookie of the year, uh, at least offensively, and that's uh, Pikachu, the receiver for the Rams. <laughs> that's not – that's definitely not an official name. I'm pretty sure that's his name, old Pikachu it's over there. Puka Nachua. <laughs> and if you didn't pick him up in all your fantasy – uh leagues last week you fucked up because it's too late now yep and uh of course our boy b john robinson who we both loved out of texas coming into the draft going into atlanta uh the first game you know he had some splash plays some really fancy highlights not big on the numbers but this week oh my god this fucking kid went the fuck off well, you say not big on the numbers, but I saw the stat they showed when they were uh, when the game was going on this week that he's the first. Uh, it was the first rookie running back that in the first game got X amount. I can't remember the exact stat, but they uh, and then they put a list of like the four or five other running backs that that have done it in their first game. I think it was like over eighty yards of scrimmage, something or first round running back, whatever. And like all the names were your your typical 
Peterson and just all your really good running backs. So yeah, it was kind of it wasn't like a 150 yard day or anything like that, but it was it was a good first week performance, especially considering that he's split in time with um, Algier. Yeah. Oh, it was now, a, it was a usage thing in week one. If that, I mean, right. they gave him the usage in week two, and you saw what what it will do production wise. He's going to get the numbers. You just give him the football. He's going to get so many yards. And uh, before we get out of the good, I'm, I've got to I got to. Just say that, man, you know, everybody, everybody, including myself, was saying, you know, the Patriots are the play, and you were over there saying, nah, don't like them. Belichick's not good without Brady. So that was a good call by you. You should have listened to them. I'm sure at least, at least should have just faded New England out of the contest. That was, that's my only loss so far this week. And, um, I just keep, I just keep getting suckered just like everybody else over this fucking <laughs> belichick shit and you know what I hold can't on quit you bill and here's the deal <laughs> he did awesome shit in that game it really wasn't bill oh yeah he did awesome shit that that three stack safety look he was doing the shadow and hill that little punt uh block little thing that run in from the side that's all bill belichick so i don't necessarily know that it's bill belichick's issue as much as it is the quarterback issue no he so just to clarify for everybody, I'm not anti-Bill Belichick. I think he's the greatest coach of all time. I yeah. fully I fully admit that. I fully acknowledge it. But here's else, here what else I do fully acknowledge. I watched, I don't know how many of Tom Brady's snaps in his career. I'd say probably at least <laughs> 80%. Uh, he was one of my favorite players of all time. Eight million snaps. Yeah. He's one of my favorite players of all time. And there were just moments in, you know, almost every game where he just did something that you knew, well, that that's the play that's going to win, in, in tight games especially. Yeah. That's the play that's going to win the game. And without that guy there to do that thing, you just don't win that game. And in the NFL, most games are fucking tight, man. It's the goddamn NFL. Like, you just don't get to roll your helmet out there and win football games. So without that dude, even with the genius, and like you said, I mean, hell, they held Miami to 24 points, which – I know that's above league average, and you're like, well, that's not great. Well, against that offense, it's pretty goddamn good. And especially when your offense can't do shit with the ball, so your defense is out there all the fucking time. I mean, yeah, it's not on Belichick, but again, without having that dude in your lineup and without being able to score the football in the year 2023, our Lord, it's hard to win football games. It is just difficult to do it, and... The team that's going to knock out Miami if Tua does stay healthy is going to have to be a team that can score the ball. Like they're because you're not going to stop them. One hundred. If, if he's healthy and it come playoff time, you're not going to stop Miami from scoring the football. So you're going to have to be able to score the ball. You can limit them, but you're not going to stop them. And there's there was a stat I think I don't remember who was from Football Outsiders or one of the people the advanced analytics that. It's the it's the only time since they've been tracking any of this, and I won't have the numbers exactly right, but you'll get the gist. Tua's release time, his snap to release was like two point oh something seconds, and his his uh, a dot his average depth of target was over I think eight or ten, and they said that's never happened before ever since they've been tracking. So he's getting rid of the ball fast, and it's going further than they could, than you could ever expect on average. For that quick of a release, so the again we talk about it all the time, coach quarterback marriage. This is a perfect one. Now will it last the whole time? I don't know because it only takes one time where he hesitates and holds it and gets rocked, and then and then it's going to get bad. But it's looking like 
this is a team you don't want to necessarily go up against too much this year. Yeah, I didn't see a lot of that game, but I did see one one play in particular that illustrates that exact point, and it was just simply an inside seam pass. Waddle was in the slot, and he literally just basically, I don't even know what he got to his third step. Snapped the ball. He might have got two and a half steps in, released a bullet down the seam. Waddle was already 15 yards down the field, catches it in stride, and just nobody's going to stop him. No. Like, nobody's going to stop that. They're good. They're good. All right, moving on to the bad. Well, the bad. I'll start with me in the Super Contest again. Two and three <laughs> again. Tough beats. Uh, Tough De- beats. Denver was obviously the most disappointing to me in that mix for myself. How the fuck do you let the Redskins score 35 points in Denver? Longhorn, do you know when the last time the Redskins scored 35 points on the road was? I'm going to go with Doug Williams. Not quite that long ago, oh, but it was man. almost three years ago, Thanksgiving Day <laughs> 2020 at Just the Cowboys. And before that, it was Christmas Eve 2016. So twice in the last seven years. And somehow, Denver let that happen on Saturday or Sunday. But my takeaway from that was... Maybe don't bet against the Redskins on a holiday because they seem to be pretty good, I guess, on those. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. Well, Denver was my survivor pick. I never in a million years thought they would go 0-2 at home with Sean Payton. But, yep, there there you go. Fucked off. Oh, yeah, that week's 1-2 and in Denver narrative just keeps on fucking fading. And Mm. the one thing that did happen, I said the Skins would get outscored in the first half when I broke down the handicap in – on the podcast, which they did. And I was like, well, they get outscored in the first half. No chance they hang with Denver in the fourth quarter. Nobody does that in week two mm-hmm. in the NFL, except, uh, I don't know, the Redskins just fucking blanked them. And, like, I think they outscored them 14 to nothing. No, no, the Hail Mary. Well, oh, yeah. Let's talk about that for a second. The Hail Mary. But what? I mean, yeah, it was 14 to nine. So, the, yeah, four, they got outscored 14 to three, basically, you know, in the fourth quarter. And then you have, and I didn't put this in the, are you fucking kidding me, just because I knew I was going to talk about it here. But you get, so I'm watching, of course, I've got him in the Super Contest. you got him Survivor. We're down to the Hail Mary, and I'm like, well, we need a Hail Mary and a two-point conversion. Then if we get to overtime, zero chance the Skins win that game if that happens. And they get the Hail Mary. I was like, oh, my fucking God. And then they line up for two, and I'm like, Surely we're gonna do this and we're gonna win this game. This is just this is what happens to the Redskins. And nah, just stop them. This that play never had a chance. I didn't see the the hell I was already I had already kind of left and gone on to do some, you know, errands like dusting and vacuuming and stuff like that. But like what was the what happened on that play? Like, did it even have a chance for the two point conversion? Like what was the deal? So they lined up four split and I we were sitting there at Boomer Jacks watching it, and the guy I was watching with, he's like, oh, are they going to run? I was like, no, they're going to fucking hit. Judy's got to be going on a crosser right here. They got to hit. And that was the read. Judy goes across the formation. Wilson looked at him. I don't know if he was open or not because I didn't really get to see a replay, but he looked at him, looked away, looked straight to the right, throws to the right. Guys got guy draped all over him. No chance. I mean, the ball just zipped through the end zone, and that was yeah, it. It was like so fucking anticlimactic. For a Hail Mary and then to end like that, like, oh, my God. Yep. Thanks a lot, Russ. Oh, all right. Uh, 
Let's see what else I got. Uh, skin, 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 skins. Uh, now college overall for the clients. Bad week again. Just can't mm-hmm. quite find our groove there yet, but we're going to keep plugging away at it. Uh, my worst call, I'll go to that. Uh, Western Kentucky, my Hilltoppers plus 28. Yeah, they weren't even covering that at halftime. So that was never a game. <laughs> Just <laughs> fucking horrible. Yeah, I mean, uh, we kind of talked about my my bad call was was New England and um what was what was the other sounder that I missed? Oh Chicago. Oh yeah. And Chicago, Chicago was the numbers geek pick of the week, so we went from hitting a hundred percent to zero percent <laughs> starting this year. Thank you so much, Justin Fields. I mean, dude, is it time to admit and this is for all Bears fans out there, I mean you just don't have a real quarterback. You just oh, don't have a real quarterback. They're never going to admit that, but of course they are. They are all thinking it, and it really doesn't matter what the Bears fans think. The the Bears front office. I mean, look this this is the year that you don't mind needing a quarterback because there there are going to be five or six first round quarterbacks coming out. It is just going to be sick. What's what? And all these teams that have quarterbacks that maybe got a year left. Uh, on a rookie deal, or maybe they got a year left on a big money contract, they better watch out because because teams like Chicago, teams like um, – trying to think of a – Arizona. A, yeah, but I'm trying to think about a team that's got a quarterback with a big money deal that has money the left. That they can, <laughs> uh, you know what? Maybe the Jets would draft one. Well, they, they're, they're going to win too many games. They're, they're, their team's too good. But, like, you know what I'm saying. Like, like, if teams need a quarterback, this is the year to go get one. And it's just not working, man. Like he's not, he's not progressing in the passing game. And you, and, and when you run as a quarterback, that's, that's fine when you come in like Anthony Richardson right now. It's fine that he runs because it's buying him time to learn how to be a real quarterback. Well, this is year three for Fields and he still hasn't learned how to be a real quarterback. So that's when that's, it's over. Like you get, you get two years and change to learn how to be a real quarterback who can also run. And he's not doing it. So, you know, they'll just leave him in there. Fuck it. If they win like three or four more games again, then fine. They'll draft one of these dudes coming out. Yeah, well, what is looking good for us there is the under. We took on the Bears yet again on their season win total. It did scare (laughs) me that Vegas not only upped their win total, but then by the implied wins on their lines, had them going over that. But I'm not scared anymore. Uh, I'll tell you that. No. Well, we said they were crazy. Like, I mean, I don't know if they're just responding to the – uh, crazy Chicago fans that were just constantly betting the over. I mean, I heard it well, from yeah, so I mean, many that, people. I, I get, I get setting the total high to get the money, you know, to, so you don't get killed or crushed on the over. But when you go with the implied wins and the light, that's usually where Vegas covers their, themselves. In that, it's like they set the lines. Like, yeah, we said seven and a half. We really meant six, but they didn't even do that. They were like, nah, fuck it. They're gonna win eight. I, was like, I know. What? I know. <laughs> yeah, we're we we didn't like that at all and we're looking good so far through two weeks. Yeah, through two weeks. Uh nothing not looking good through two weeks, but looking good for us again on another under we bets. Um that would be your Chargers and your boy Herbs. Mm. And him in crunch time. Three and out with three straight incompletions in overtime. I mean it's been the knock on him since college, and now they're 0-2 and they had a chance he had a chance to go win both games and came up short. Again, good for us. Because we have the under on San Diego, but bad for them. Um, yeah, uh, I just, it's, that's. I just don't like. I don't like. Uh, 
you know, the narrative that always goes like the narrative should be about the defense, which it is. And there, and also he has to win some of these games, but he's maybe he's just not that great. Maybe he's just really good. Like I've talked about for a year now, but his he's, talent is great. So what? So what? If, so, so what if his talent is great? Maybe he's just a really good quarterback and, and he's not going to be like the Mahomes. But you can win with a really good quarterback unless your defense sucks. And it sucks. So, you know, it's, 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 and I don't changed. understand that because I mean, I know you're the roster guy, but I, it seems to me they have too much talent to be this fucking bad. Of course they have too much talent. And, and it, and the fact that the talent didn't change over the course of, I mean, we talked about it in the preseason pod. Uh, there was no, there was no change on defense. There was no change on defense. You got another year in this, Staley defensive scheme, whatever it might be, and they look lost. So I get the narrative is always going to go to Herbert because he's the quarterback, and that's fine because the quarterback gets gets the the praise and the blame. But you know the coach quarterback marriage that we talk about all the time. This ain't it. Um, and and even if it does, let's say let's say the uh, Moore becomes the head coach, and that and that does become that perfect marriage. Maybe Herbert's still not that great where he can just go. When a, you know, you know, what he reminds me of. I, I I thought about this the other day. He is he's Stafford, like he's Stafford. He's good enough. He's a really really good quarterback. That's a great comp. With actually. everybody, if everything's perfect, or you know, not necessarily perfect because because Stafford won some games that they, that he had to pull out of his ass for the Rams when they made that Super Bowl run. But Herbert's got the talent to do that if everything else is kind of set and up. And to be fair to him, he has done that so far. He's pulled some games out of his ass. Yeah, he's sure. just—he's not going to ever be the two, three, four-time Super Bowl winning quarterback. He's not. He's going to be a Stafford, where maybe he gets one when the situation is exactly right at some point in his career, and it might not be with the Chargers. Yeah, I guess we'll see. Uh, speaking of bad, which this this bad actually brings me joy. Uh, Trent Dilfer and UAB lost forty-one to twenty-one versus U La La. <laughs> As That's a two-point favorite. Trent Dilfer with a back-to-back podcast uh, announcement. That's awesome. I, well, I can't I, wait for this dude's next press conference because his last one after they lost, uh, which we won, I forget who we had. It was Oh, Georgia Southern was a yeah. free pick uh, against them the week before. Oh, his press conferences are just so – like the douche that drips off this guy. I mean, like, see those guys that, like, Wear the heavy like hair gel, and it's like you can just tell just the douche just oozes out of him. Well, he doesn't have any hair, so he <laughs> can't do that. But the things that he says are so dripped in douche, and it's just glorious to listen to. So I can't wait for this week huh, to well, see I, what that dumbass has to well, say. Well, I, re- I remember last week it was the first time that I uh, knew and realized that Trendover was coaching college, um, but before that. I do remember back when I, you know, we used to listen to Colin Cowherd a long time ago before he just went retarded, and and you know he would come on to to Colin's show, and you know just through the years it just got it seemed to get worse and worse with the things he was saying, and, and some and it really was the quarterbacks that he was back in. Remember he was he'd be like this supposedly quarterback guru, and he'd come in there and say this stupid shit. Although he did love Tua, if I if I recall correctly. He did. Uh, he so did. that's 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 you know that's that's turning out to where we'll see how that goes. But but yeah, again, it, if like you say, you've said it a million times now. If 
that coach doesn't show up for two. Two is already out of this league. Let's be yeah, real. Yeah, it's 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 it, that, that, you know it's 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 again. Why do you hire defensive coaches? I would never do it. Hire offensive coaches and just pray that it's that that combination that that works out perfect. Yeah. Um, last week he said uh, he opened his press conference with, "My wife's a smoke show. No, my he kids, I love them to death. They're awesome. But this week." My wife, she wasn't as hot. My kids were annoying. They know that's just part of the deal. We didn't sign up to look like that. It's not part of the program. <laughs> is that is that a real quote? I swear to God. Google that shit. That was his press conference last week. Mm. I was like, oh, the amount of douche is just glorious. All right. Fantastic. Yep. All right. Moving on to the, are you fucking kidding me? This week, we'll lead off that segment with uh, Louisville. We had them minus nine and a half. They're up 21 to nothing at halftime. And uh, I don't know, they're like the number four uh, rated efficient offense in the country. <laughs> so I'm like, well, this is going well. Mm-hmm. And then they didn't score a single point the rest of the goddamn game. And to make matters worse, Longhorn, they still won by seven. So if they mm-hmm. scored a field goal, which they missed one. Or a touchdown, which they did and had it called back by penalty in the second half. We win. Any points. And we win. What a total fucking nut-kicking that game was. Yeah, I think I sat down at halftime or at some point early in the third quarter of that game uh, after doing errands. And I never saw them score, so I thought it was just a terrible pick because I because I never saw them score a point. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and then the Wyoming-Texas game. We had over 48 there. I mean, I knew Texas would come in sleepy, but, you know, they did their part. Wyoming, they quite didn't quite do theirs, but then they did score a meaningless touchdown, like seconds left to get us the push, and it gets called back on offensive pass interference on fourth down and goal because, you know, they call that all the time in college, especially when the cover wasn't in the balance either way because Texas was not going to cover that number, whether they scored or not. So meaningless to the boosters, meaningless to any sides or whatever, they called pass interference on a touchdown mm. when Wyoming was down 31-7 to seven or whatever the score, 31-10, I think, yeah. Yeah, 31-10. Oh. Doesn't, doesn't make any sense. Oh, my God. You got anything on the, are you fucking kidding me? I mean, I know we already covered Denver, but. Yeah, no. I mean, we kind of covered most of the things in the NFL. Um, nothing is standing out as far as. No. Um, Jets. Jets, no. Denver, no. New England, no. Like, no. I think we covered them all. All right. Let's look at some look ahead. What do you got for us to look forward to in the NFL? Well, I mentioned that the teasers are on a uh, incredible hot streak, so you need to be paying attention to that. And if Pittsburgh wins tonight, that was the second leg of the free pick teaser that we that we put on the website. So, um, looking ahead, I've already got I've already put in two legs of those nine open teasers uh for for games next week and one of them 
As I teased down Buffalo, they're minus six and a half, took them down to a minus a half. They are at Washington. So, you know, uh, is Washington going to go three and oh? I don't think so. I really don't. I sure hope not because they're <laughs> kicking our ass on the under yet again. Now I, now, I did lay off on the, I haven't made a play on the Miami minus six and a half. They're at home against Denver. I'm going to, I'm not, I'm not touching that one right now. I'm waiting on that one. Uh, just because you got a desperate zero and two team coming in, so I'm I laid off that one. But I, the the other teaser that I put in was Baltimore. They are minus seven and a half at home against Indianapolis. I took them down to minus one and a half because uh, I, I, I we don't know who's exactly starting for quarterback for Indianapolis. But um, you know what? That's that's something to talk about. That Richardson. I don't know if you saw the play that he got hurt on. He I didn't. He, he okay, good. He ran for a touchdown, and this was his second touchdown, like in the first quarter. So he ran for a touchdown. He has the angle as he's at the one yard line, about to cross the goal line. He has the angle with the the DB coming to from his left to just veer because he's got about three yards of space to the pylon to the right. All he has to do is kind of like veer to the right and easily. Just walk in. The DB probably wouldn't even hit him because you don't want to, you know, they, they protect quarterbacks. If he did, he probably would just like nudge them and, and maybe he just, you know, moves a little bit. No, no, no. He, if you watch the replay, he turned into the DB and the DB, of course, lit his ass mm. up. He falls backwards and, and it popped right up. It looked like nothing because he popped right up, started celebrating, blah, blah, blah. Well, it turns out, that uh, when they showed the replay, when he fell backwards after getting fucking blitzed, the back of his head did that whiplash thing, hit the back of the 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 turf. Oh my god! Yeah, it's like, dude, just fucking veer to the right and walk in. But no, he had the big boy, and uh, and he got fucking lit. And that DB was not big; he was way bigger than that DB. But that was a welcome to the NFL moment. Hopefully, he learns from that and just take the easy way out. But yeah, I just wanted to mention that. Well, I'll mention something, a little live update. We got a miracle push out of Carolina. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, we did? Yes, we did. We they fucking scored a touchdown and a two-point conversion for the push. I will fucking take that. Holy shit. Well, Holy yeah. shit. And that is that has huge implications to the contest, too, because that was a shit ton of people sitting on New Orleans that looked like a fucking win for a lot of those people the Longhorn is competing with for fours and ones, so that's great. Uh yeah, Pittsburgh but, just went down three. Not good. Yeah, I mean they just gave up a they just gave up a touchdown and a two point conversion. So they've given up two two point conversions to Cleveland. That's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, oh, and quick shout out talking about that Indian Houston game. So we shit on the quarterbacks pretty heavily week one. Look, man, I I I took Houston as a coin flip in the contest. It was really just a it was just a you know try to be not in the popular crowd pick. And I thought, man, Stroud's better than Richardson. They're at home. They got a chance. Well, he threw for 384 yards, so that ain't nothing. So I know they didn't win, and they were never even close to winning, but I got to give the kid a shout-out for leading the league in passing yards, at least through tonight so far. Yeah, it was a so – it was That was pretty it, good. Yeah, and it was it was a lot of you know garbage time, but I don't really care about that with a rookie. Like you know, if a, if a rookie's throwing, yeah, I just want to see progress. I just want to see progression. Like yeah, 
He doesn't look just, lost. Just show he, me progression. Yeah, you yeah, lose, he, that's fine. You're going to lose. You're a shitty team. You're going to lose a lot of games. But, like, go out there and have a performance where you throw for 380. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, Fields looks lost in year three. And yeah. Stroud, he looks like he has a clue, at least. Yeah, exactly. So, a positive sign for all the Houston fans out there, at least with that. Uh, college look ahead. Uh, looking at Oregon, minus 20 and a half. If you're going to grab it, you better grab it now. Uh, look, the Colorado story has been a great story for college football. I love college football, and there's nothing better for this sport right now than Deion Sanders and everything he's doing in Colorado. Uh, you know, we went over the preseason podcast. I said I think he's got a bright future ahead in that program. He is building it his way. I think he's doing it the right way, and he's got a lot of good mojo going. Uh, he's going to beat me. I had him under three and a half uh, season total wins, so he's going to beat me on that. Kudos to him. They definitely fucking deserve it. Uh, but this week they're going to go up to Oregon and they're going to get fucking boat race because their defense blows and their offense, they can't run the ball at all. And Oregon's decent enough against the pass. And you're facing Bo Nix at home. And that's when you get the good Bo Nix. And this will be our, their first actual good team that they're going to play uh, this week. So it's, it's going to... If you look over their schedule, they've got Stanford at home, which is another winnable game for them if they continue to play like they're doing right now. And they might beat one of the Arizona teams, and that's about it uh, for the rest of their schedule. Uh, so, I don't know. I mean, power rating-wise, Oregon's around a 28-point favorite. So, I knew they would come in low because of all the steam, public hype on Colorado. So, you got to look to Oregon there, especially if you can get them under the three touchdowns. I'd probably play it all the way up to 24. I'd probably stop there. You're getting pretty close to, you know, do we really want to cover time or whatever at that point. And the other downfall for Colorado, I don't know if you saw it, Longhorn, but that awesome fucking number 12 they have that plays both ways. This guy's a goddamn monster. Travis Hunter, yeah. Yeah, he got fucking totally cheap-shotted by some shit kid at Colorado State. And had to go to the fucking hospital, so he's out for at least another two or three weeks. So that was a fucking terrible... How that kid didn't get ejected from the game, I don't fucking know. That was total horse shit. It was was a terrible fucking call. Or terrible fucking no call to not throw him the fuck out of the game. Yeah, they'll they'll adjust that and make some new rules for that. Because it's always... um, Was that... Were they on offense or defense when that happened? Oh, they were on offense. He just caught a ball, and he he was uh, out of bounds. Or, yeah, he was clearly out of bounds, or maybe it was incomplete even. Yeah, I think it was actually it was incomplete. And the ball was clearly already gone. He's out of bounds, and this kid just fucking cheap shots the fuck out of him right in the goddamn ribs. So, and I had a, just a, I had a $10 flyer on Colorado State plus 1,200. So, of course, I was rooting for Colorado State to win that game on the money line, but... I don't give a fuck. You don't play football like that, especially at that level. That's total horse shit, and I feel terrible for the kid. But, yeah, Dion's got a lot of good things going there in Colorado. I'm excited to see it. And Colorado football hasn't mattered since Cordell Stewart was there, uh, winning the Heisman. So it's a, it's a great thing for the sport, and I look forward to what they're going to build in the future. But this is going to be the week to uh, – if they've been the hot guy at the craps table, this is the, this is the time you put your money on the don't pass line. Because they have rolled too many points in a row, and that craps is coming, baby. All right. All right, boys and girls, that was the good, the bad, and the hard, you fucking king.
right, boys and girls, we hope you've enjoyed this recap of week two. And if you haven't joined in the fun, it is not too late. Longhorn, tell them about that fabulous website one more time. Yeah, go to that website and check out those free picks and check out those packages. We have weekly, monthly, and yearly packages to fit your needs. And when you do, whether it's free picks or whether it's one of the packages, you become partners for life in both CFIS. It is always in a mostly non-sexual way. People, stop throwing away your hard-on money on a guessing game. Let the pros do the heavy lifting. So sign up, tell a friend, and join in on the fun of watching football, drinking beer, and never pay a bookie again. Come on. Ah, damn it, people. Never pay a bookie again. Steven Tyler, take us out, baby.